Hello, everyone. Uh, we're still here. <laughs> um, I know it's crazy. Uh, we finished our uh, first season of our of our campaign, and um, we're gonna do a little uh, little roundtable discussion, similar to what we did midway through uh, the campaign. Um, unfortunately, Kira had a last minute um engagement so she will not be joining us tonight but the rest of us not that kind of engagement <laughs> maybe we don't uh, be so fun not as far as i know she's gonna watch this part of the episode like what <laughs> the bad. fuck all right well, it might not be her it could be anyone she could be planning an engagement for someone yeah. You know, when like you're the friend that has to bring them out to get their nails done and then like take the pictures secretly. Mm. That's a mm. that's weighty so responsibility. Don't mess it up. Anyway. <laughs> anyway um, we, do, we, do, we do Dungeons and Dragons here. Anyway. Uh, yes, if you haven't watched our whole campaign, then I don't know what you're doing here. Um, it's going to be really confusing. It's going to be really confusing. Uh, so go back, watch the campaign, and then come back and join us for this little round table discussion we will be uh, asking each other questions got a few questions from our uh uh fans um our loving fans you can say our our loving fans. they love us uh, <laughs> are any of the fans are in unpaid intern Shh. okay um, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with that, uh, we can go ahead and dive on into tonight's <gasps> little discussion. There we go. from all of season one if you yes. didn't get that already yes so. there is nothing off the table in this round table discussion Except season two well yeah <laughs> okay if i if there's anything that you want to save as we teased at the end of the last episode these characters journeys are not done so we will be seeing more of these characters uh starting probably end of summer or sometime in September, somewhere around there. Um, season two will come out. Uh, don't have an exact date yet, but you should follow us on social media for when we have uh, an official date there. Nice. Um, but uh, yes, if there's anything that could, if there's any questions that could potentially uh, 
step into things that you all or I want to save for the next campaign, uh, please feel free to decline to answer. But other than that, nothing is off the table. Um, so uh, to get things kicked off, I will rolling. go ahead. To get things rolling. To get things rolling. Uh, <laughs> I will go ahead and ask the first question. Uh, because I'm the DM. Uh, and my first question is, what was everyone's favorite of the six main villains? Oh, of the villains. Of the six main villains. So we're talking Ovina Bloodkeith, um, Diero Maravaldi, uh, Theala Mistralith, um, Thomas Evenwood, uh, Black Sapphira, Araneus, and of course, Fear Kindler. Yes, Sam. Uh, I, okay, Bowman's favorite one was Marivaldi because that was just a short fight. Uh, pretty easy to beat. Um, Kick him while he's down. <laughs> uh, but I think personally, I like I liked Bloodkeith. Uh, because it had a lot of layers to it and like with the whole like she overthrew like her dad and took over the company and he was just like like what he was just away or was he like trapped somewhere yeah she had him uh, under house arrest basically yeah i think that just had a lot a lot of nice layers to it cool yeah and it was i feel like it was a pretty good introduction to the sorts of things you all did for the rest of the campaign yeah. um it, it set our pace, let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It established how slowly we did things. Um, I, you know, did we really, like, interact very much with the big bads? Like, we did to an extent, obviously, because we beat them all Some, some of them, uh, some of them, some of them less so. Yeah. I feel like even when we had a lot of interaction, Alina, yeah, some of us had a lot of interaction. Fear Kindler, Blackstaff. I think really Miravaldi, we didn't have like barely any interaction. Yeah. And Theala, like a little bit during the fight. But before that, I feel like not so much. Oh, that's, I totally forgot about the train. Yeah. Yeah. That was I my favorite. 100% forgot about the train. I loved it. Yeah. Forgot um, about the train. That was my favorite fight of the six. That Me was yeah, mechanic too. wise, that was really fun. Yeah. And the lead up. I like saving the that's animals. Such a good arc. The zombies, yeah. the animals, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, in heist. That yeah. was fun. Yeah. yeah, such a good time. I think for me, the most rewarding fight was the Blackstaff one because yeah. we'd been like, I feel like the big bad was obviously Fear Kindler, and like he's a dragon, and that was really cool to do. But like, I had more emotionally invested in bringing down the Watchful Order mm -hmm. and the Blackstaff throughout the whole season. So I felt more accomplished after that one than any yeah. of the other ones. Yeah, for sure. I would say Black Snap too, I agree. Yeah. I think out of all the, the villains that we fought, the one that really got to me like on an emotional level, like me personally, was Maravaldi. The whole, like, he was abducting people off the streets and putting them in like his labyrinth. As yeah weird demon cult yeah thing. he's the one i most wanted to kill yeah sure 
the black staff i most wanted justice you know sure. if it felt different yeah mm-hmm. fair enough fair i enough. like I liked Evenwood too. I like the dungeon crawl. I like the yes. different rooms in the dungeon crawl. Yeah. Yeah. And as bad as we were at the Yeah, we were good Owlbear. Owlbear. It's Owlbear, guys. No more. <laughs> Spoiler alert. What about you, Ben? Yeah. Who was my favorite of the six main villains? Um I have to it's between the Blackstaff and Fear Kindler. And the reason for that is I knew, like, from session one, generally what I wanted to do with those villains. Um, and I'm very pleased with how I pulled it off, and especially with the Blackstaff, how I was able to seed some of what she was doing throughout the entire campaign. You know, Fiora Kindler was more or less in the background, but, um, you know, with the Blackstaff, I feel like I did a good job of balancing how much of the Watchful Order you all encounter. So, yeah. Probably the Blackstaff would be my favorite, actually, the more I think about it. I also had, like, a really elaborate backstory like I had backstories for every for all the villains, but I like hers was the most fleshed out uh, as well. Yeah. I'm gonna say honorable mention is fucking Vinny. Mm. I just because yeah. he just because he got he rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's how he said our names. I really don't like him. Just like, God, remember when I... he took off Freedom's hand in front of us? <laughs> yeah, <all>? oh. <laughs> it was a really good time. Honestly, yeah. but like how Vinny was written as a character, it was so like masterfully done because he could have like at the very beginning easily could have been a good guy towards the end. Easily could have switched ways. But up until the very his very end, it was like okay. Up until like he we were he was confirmed working for what was his name? Margister. Yeah, Margister. It was like, okay, well, he's gotta go down now. I kind of feel bad for Lance Margister because I feel like he maybe didn't deserve to be burned in his house, <laughs> burned alive, but he just kind of was like there by association. Yeah. Um, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Who wants to uh, Who wants to go next? Should we roll for it? Yeah, for sure. Use the dice we all have in front of us. <laughs> yeah. So who wants to roll? <laughs> Not me, but someone else can roll. I'll roll for you, Zuzu, since I asked the question Great. already. Great. Nice. Um, Zuzu, yours is a three. Was that? Oh, okay. Lowest test. I think highest decides. How about highest asks the question? Because sure, highest asks the question. Which dice are, are we rolling? Just a d twenty? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, that's an important. I'm going to roll a d4. Oh, Stay okay. quiet. Okay. I got a 10. 16. Oh, 11. 16. All right, your answer. Now that it doesn't question. matter, I got a natural 20. Ooh. Like, now that we're done with combat and all of that important. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you want to cooperate. Um, 
So I have a question for everybody. At what point or was there any point where you felt, oh shit, we might not make it out of here or, oh no, that was not the right thing to do. We're screwed. Which was the fight where like two of us went down? That was Blackstaff. Okay. Because I think because Bowman and Janara went down, I believe. Right. I feel mm-hmm. like that for me was I. Really a bunch of you got fight. stunned in the Blackstaff. Uh, I yeah. don't think I went right, down. Right. I don't. I uh, but think. I, got I think. Stunned. I don't think anyone went down during the Blackstaff fight, but a bunch of you did get stunned. Bowman did end up going to zero, but with his uh, relentless, relentless yeah. endurance. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it was certainly Blackstaff was the one that caused the most concern. Yeah. Artemis never got knocked out by an enemy the entire campaign. <laughs> so he's such a tricksy little thing. I and don't like, think Kenny did either. Wow, brag about it. Yeah. We'll I keep did- it that way. I definitely got knocked down a few times. But yeah, your your wound thing. I also think yes, I had that. So you know that made me less scared, but also I feel like it was very much in my character to be the one to take yeah yeah a lot of damage. You know, right. so uh, I think for Bowman, I think he went into every fight. I'm saying as in third person, I am Bowman. Um, well. I, he went to every fight expecting to die. Like, that's kind of how he, like, processed it. And that's why he was just all, you know, he's going to go right up to the front. But there was definitely one moment where he went, oh, shit, I should have done something better, which was when he realized that his act- he actually had friends that could get hurt by the Blackstaff, and they were all abducted. My moment was fairly similar to that. It was like when we went down into the like Blackstaff dungeon area and we saw people that then started attacking us. I was like, oh no, we all got people taken from us. They're going to attack us and it's going to be really, really hard to fight them. If there had been a mind flayer, I think one of us would have gone down. Thank God for the last adventures. Yeah. yeah. Well, hold on. Technically, technically, Penny did get disintegrated. Oh yeah, that's right. But I don't remember it, so <laughs> it was just undone. That's, that is. Thank true. God for Octavia. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, right. what a moment. Yeah, Ben really nowhere. said we don't need Zuzu in this game. We don't, we don't need them. In it. We He's don't need this one anymore. a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> I swear the penny disintegrating thing was just for flavor. I had not rolled damage yet, so you could have survived it. It was just for flavor on the uh, chronal shift. Nah. Oof. I hope Octavia has some trauma from that. Because <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> You, Zuzu, but Penny doesn't. Yeah, Penny right, doesn't right. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, who wants to ask the next question? Do we want to roll again, or do we want to swap? I'll ask our... it. All right, Zuzu, go ahead. Okay, this is for everyone. What is one goal that you have for your character for next season? 
Hmm. Well, we put a lot of thought into this, guys. Yeah. We're really thinking about it. Think more before acting. <laughs> oh, you didn't think the oh. your Kindler thing was that like actually to go back, it wasn't that I thought we were going to, I was convinced that we were going to lose Nick's and not know about it. Yeah. Because, like, Ben gave enough <laughs> warnings of, like, you want to, you want to do that? Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, totally. But she went to the dungeon. Just looking for the bathroom. You went through a locked gate. I just need the bathroom. I thought it was a waist-high gate. <laughs> That's what I saw in my brain. Um, I think for Bowman, I think his his goals for next season is to just get super freaking overpowered. Alan, you're you're getting there. You're pretty close. I know. Are already there. You're pretty, de you're pretty uh, damn good. I can't do 100 damage without getting a nat 20, so. Oh, no. That's the, that's the goal. Really? I think uh, Janara was so focused on her city. Um, and now that she's not going to be in her city anymore, um, I just, I guess my goal is to just See what that's like. I feel like it's going to be a very different mindset from how I approached all of season one, and I'm pretty stoked about that. Has she ever, like, really, really left the nope. city? She's been in the city. I don't think she's ever left, except for maybe to visit people for a couple days here or there. Yeah. But, and uh, the little yeah, adventure she the, little, the train. And the little adventure that she went on, yeah, for, for a few days. But I don't think she's ever left for an extended period of time. Hope she doesn't get homesick. We'll see. so sad. Although, to be fair, I don't know if Nyx has ever left the city. And correct me if I'm wrong, Zuzu, has Penny ever left the city? Born and but raised. I do well, feel like... except in the uh, oh, epilogue thing. Yeah. Well, and yeah. he did spend a lot of time traveling. But I That's feel true. like Janara feels more loyalty to the city yeah, than either sure. of mm -hmm. us do. Could that, though, be because Janara is more of a citizen of the city than either of us were? Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Had way more stake in the city than we did. <laughs> Say in the city than we did. Mm -hmm. Sure. You're not wrong. Yeah. But now we're all rich. And now we're the problem. We're pretty rich. Yeah. Which is nice. It'll go very quickly, though. Yeah. Zuzu, yes. what's, uh, what's Penny's goal? I think Penny, I feel like Penny's going to try to be more trusting. Like, I think Penny is going to try to be more open. We'll see. That's not going to, that's not going to happen. But. <laughs> Maybe. Well, she's trying to, like, she's trying to work on herself. I think she's slowly figuring out that, um, you know, isolating yourself isn't a way to, isn't a way to live. Artemis? Artemis's goal, I mean, the obvious one is figure out where the hell his family is. Yeah. Um, but 
what Matt what Matt's excited for Artemis to learn is some goddamn responsibility. Mm. Um, because my sweet summer child still doesn't understand the world. He he got real close. He's getting there. Um, but he just a couple. I'm. It would be nice for him to understand fully and continue learning that his actions can have some consequences, good and bad. Yeah. Um. But I think he his expectations have been for the last like whatever months that we skipped was to you know get big and stay big he just wants to get strong now that he can kind of now that he's kind of convinced himself that he is kind of very powerful um that kind of exploring that and saying oh okay now i can do these things which ties into the whole responsibility now you have this power, you better use it and not abuse it. But we'll see. With great power. With cow. Great power comes lots of money. Or, you know, hopefully at least some responsibility. Hopefully. We'll see. I'm I'm curious to see how well he episode one handles shit. Because I yeah. bet it doesn't go well. Yeah. Uh you know what? We'll, we'll but that'll that's a discussion for Tune in in a couple months. <laughs> a couple months from now. Um, yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna be pretty. Great. Who wants to ask the next question? I have a similar question to that. Great. Do you feel like your character got what they wanted or met their goals in season one? <laughs> yes. Makes <laughs> living her Check. best life. <laughs> <laughs> Vote. Check. Family. Check. Check. Horses, check. <laughs> she didn't even know she won the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what Penny's goal is. Like, well, I feel like she... At the I beginning, it was to make right. it big with the Waterdeep Times. Well, right, right. Like, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like Penny was very much, like, didn't actually know really what she wanted. Like, she wanted to be a reporter, and then she got that, but then that kind of, like, fell to the side as she was doing all this stuff, and then it was, like, you know, I, I feel like Penny always saw it as, like, okay, we do this one job, and then I wouldn't, I won't ever have to talk to these people again, but then there just kept being more jobs, like, and more things afterwards, so I feel like she didn't have time to think of, like, an actual, like, overarching goal. You got your, you got your house. It's that just is true. That That's the one it wasn't thing that as I like. like yeah. It wasn't as like rewarding because you couldn't actually be in yeah, it and something. enjoy it without. Yeah, that really sucked. Dying. Yeah. 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 I think. Or, no. You're gone. Okay. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Artemis got everything. He continues to get everything he wants. I mean, what he wanted was to get out of, was to come to Waterdeep to get out from Dagren's Thumb, which by the end he felt confident enough to do because of the, the power. His, his, like, mantra didn't hasn't changed since day one. He hasn't been proven yet that it's not a good thing, maybe. His thing being like, 
yeah, somebody always, there always needs to be a clown. There always needs to be someone to make people laugh. That's how you deal with problems. You ignore them and you laugh about other things. And when you're ready, you come back to them. He wasn't ever, that wasn't ever proven wrong for him. So whether that happens or not, we'll see. Um, but he got friends. He got subconsciously, I think he wanted to rebuild a family. I mean, subconsciously slash consciously, he wanted a dad again, and that's Bowman. What a confusing journey that was. What a confusing relationship, <laughs> I, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam wanted no part in any of that. <laughs> R- remind me, I think this came up, has come up previously, but is Bowman, like, canonly asexual? Yes, to by by strictly a definition, yeah. He Bowman doesn't find people attractive in a sexual or romantic nature. He finds people attractive in a sense of like a uh, a family aspect nature sure. or like a oh or competitive nature. Sure. Yeah, I I I thought that that had come up before, but I wasn't sure. Anyway, continue with whether or not you all met your goals. I think Bowman had, from the beginning of the game versus to where he, versus to like pretty much the midway point, his goals definitely shifted uh, drastically to he wants to reestablish Cormier as a significant kingdom or population and i think he did that in water deep i think an overall goal that is his goal or like the main his main objective now is to reestablish cormier um so i think partially he 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 wanted that goal those goals he got those goals accomplished great yeah that was a that was a big uh sorry that was a that was a big uh little pressure piece you just dropped on Artemis right at the end there. Oh, yeah. But I didn't react to it much, but you were just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you could you could do this. You keep talking about doing something similar. Yeah. Well, I think, I think Bowman has always seen Artemis as a child-like, like a, like, like a, 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 a maternal child, essentially, for a, quite some time. Uh, I think there was at one point, um, I think it was right after we met Dagrin, uh, you, you just dumped all your stuff about like the, like how your father wasn't really, uh, great and everything. I think Bowman said something along the lines of like, as another man of Colmery Iron, you will, are, you should be proud of who you are or something like that. And I think that was like the set in stone, like, okay, Bowman likes Artemis unconditionally at this point. Aw. Very cute. Very sweet. Us friends. I was very nervous that we were going to end with you leaving. Or dying. And Well, that as well. That would not have gone well. Uh, anyway, um, sorry. I interrupted a long time ago. No, that's okay. <laughs> Janara, did Janara complete her goals? I think yes and no. I think, you know, the whole time she wanted to save her city, 
and you can really look at it as she accomplished that you know fear kindler is now gone but i think the people who who died really weigh heavily on her and i think she's really um I mean, she's in her 20s, right? But I think she's always felt this sense of responsibility for so many other people, including people she doesn't know, all the citizens in the city. So I think in a way, her, the way she processed her grief at the end was almost sort of freeing with her realizing that she isn't going to be able to save everyone. Um, And I think that might really help her in the long run so i guess yes or no i i'm leaning towards yes but i think the stuff she didn't accomplish are the things that'll lead her to live a happier life in the future sure sure all right sam and matt i think you're the only two who haven't asked a question (gasps) oh boy gotta pull up my questions yeah ask i have a handful for you ben Okay. Here's a real, you can answer this however you want. What did we miss? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there, are, there are for sure a couple different ways I could answer this question. I think way, no, I think thing number one is there were a lot of like details that I'd worked out about the Blackstaff's plot that were canon that you theoretically could have uncovered after you beat her, but in in the moment after you all beat her, it was clear based off of what you all were doing that your concern, and rightfully so, was much more on the people that had been captured. And so, you know, if anybody had asked, like, hey, can I look around for, like, clues or something I would have given you a chance to find some additional information but I was perfectly happy to let that pass to allow you all to have that role-playing moment of you know catching up with your family and friends and and loved ones that had been captured by the black staff um but now that we're at the end uh, so the mind flare, the mind flare was a failed experiment. So this was a very, very the Blackstaff's whole like process, her whole plan started back. Oh my God, my notes page on her is so long. Um, so she was born and raised in Waterdeep, and. Um, Initially, she was very idealistic, and she joined the Watchful Order in the hopes of making the city a better, safer place. Um, About 50 years before she became the Blackstaff, which would be like 250 years before the campaign, she was put in charge of a Watchful Order task force to handle sealing off the Undermountain. And while she was down there, she saw a lot of things, uh, including re- encountering mind flayers for the first time in her life. Um, and she lost many other members of this task force along the way, which sort of hardened her. Um, 
but it also she also gained like a seed of ambition because the undermountain the whole dungeon underneath Waterdeep, this vast labyrinth you know extending hundreds of feet underground had all been kind of wrangled into a chaotic um place but it was all sort of subservient to one man the mad mage manchun and uh she saw Manchun and gained sort of, not Manchun himself, but like saw what he did and gained a little seed of ambition from that. So anyway, much later on, after she becomes a Blackstaff, um, she had had an interest in Mind Flayers since, the, since she had gone down to the other Undermountain. And so began doing some research. And she came across these scattered stories of rare instances where a mind flayer tadpole does not fully turn a person into a mind flayer, and yet they retain some of the psionic abilities. And that is actually a reference to Baldur's Gate 3, the video game, which is currently in early access. Um, but there's a whole thing in that where the main characters are infected with mind flayer tadpoles, but don't become mind flayers, don't undergo the whole um, process of turning into mind flayers. And I thought that was really in a really interesting like plot point. And that takes place like roughly 500 years before the events of our campaign, give or take a little bit. Um, and in this, in the world of Fae, in the world of Toro and in Room. So I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So anyway, she becomes obsessed with it, and she basically becomes obsessed with the idea of replicating that in a controlled environment, and has lots and lots and lots of failed experiments along the way, including many which turn people in fully into mind flayers um, that she couldn't control, because she didn't want to test it on herself until she knew she could do it safely on other subjects. Um, and at one point, uh, quite a bit before the campaign, some of her test subjects actually escaped into the city, which is when Vinny saw mind flayers in Waterdeep for the first time. Um, which is how he knew what that tadpole was way back at the beginning of the campaign. Um, and then uh, she eventually managed to get the process down but it took her a really long time. In fact, her first successful test subject was Octavia's mom. Octavia's um, mom. <laughs> uh, after that, then she performed the experiment on herself after figuring out which of the tadpoles in her possession was most likely to develop into an elder brain um, so that she could then basically be in charge of the the hive mind and then you know went from there uh, and made more and more and more of these hybrids essentially um so that was her whole plan and you could have found theoretically a journal and notes and all sorts of stuff about all of that um <laughs> but, we were distracted no and it's crispy orphans and all yeah <laughs> Um, so you mean knocked out orphans, choked out orphans, choked out orphans. That I, I know, I didn't choke them. <laughs> that yeah, no I one, no one choked, no one strangled any orphans. 
<laughs> no um, one thought, that, wow, this is getting that, really dark. That's I'm going to make a different choice. That's and the title. suddenly. <laughs> that's the title of the episode. Table talk. Nobody choked any orphans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In tandem does not choke no. orphans. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the big, like, this is the, oh, and her, her ultimate goal, by the way, was that, yeah, she was perfectly happy to, like, work for Fear Kindler, but because she had the dragon staff, she was fully intending on someday supplanting him and become, and openly ruling Waterdeep. Um, did, did Fear Kindler, who is alive, so dance around this if you want, um, did Fearkindler have a plan for that? Um, he was aware of the possibility, and he did not trust the Blackstaff, particularly because she would not divulge y'all's identities. Um, which, the reason she didn't do that is she wanted to turn all of you into little Mind Flayer puppets that she could control. Mm-hmm. Um, because you were powerful. She thought that that would be useful. Um, he was suspicious of her. He was always suspicious of her. He didn't trust anybody. Um, and he was trying to figure out if there was a way around the dragon staff. And as far as he could tell, the best thing to do was just not get touched by it. Um, so, yeah, he didn't have a specific, he was trying to figure out a plan, but he was, you know, then you all remove the black staff from the picture. So, change the calculus of the situation um other than that for the most part you guys uncovered like most of the various um plot points and plot threads in Waterdeep. um so you i don't think you ended up missing all that much i mean the odd bit of treasure here or there you know um but nothing uh in terms of like you know possible major story points um no you pretty much pretty much got all of it found all of it nice good job sam do you have a question you want to ask yeah this is a question for the group um also ben i think this pertains this also you can answer this too as somebody who's helped us all with our characters um at what point if there was a point did you have to seriously think about how you want to play the rest of the game as your character was there a certain point or something happened uh during the campaign where you went okay i gotta switch things up i gotta change my my uh, objectives through this oh so interesting I mean, I can, I can, it to start out, I can probably get one, I can get one to start off. Um, but I was fully considering having, having Bowman be a kind of an anti-hero in a sense that fully didn't care if anyone got hurt. Honestly, very, at in the very beginning, didn't care if any of you died. Um, That's nice. <laughs> Um, we wormed our way in. But I think it was... I think the real turning point was when we uh, broke into the Wilmington's Banner and 
like just a little bit more of Artemis had to be shown, and the whole interaction with with uh, with Goldilocks and everything. Yes, I think that, and also finding the uh, Watchful Order uh, uh, agent, the first one that we fought right afterwards, too. I think that was more of a turning point of Bowman had to think, okay, this is my team. Everyone can actually hold their weight to an extent. Sam, Penny is literally the exact opposite. Like, so I feel like, no, like, that is so funny. Like, you went from, like, I, you know, I don't care. I do my own thing. Like, you know, it is how it is. Like, I have my one goal. And then you met everyone. You're like, no, you know what? Like, this is our team. I feel like I always wanted to play Penny more as, like, a very friendly, like, outgoing sort of person. Kind of, like, like naive, but, like, down for everything. But I don't know what it was. Something about like i guess just the way the group presented themselves especially in the beginning just like clashed so much with like the middle class bubble she was in like i feel like it was almost too close to home like it was so many doors like open at once like showing all of these terrible things going on it was just maybe too overwhelming and that kind of like shut her down but I feel like then I kind of was like constantly like, well, I feel like you're being too harsh on the team, but it seemed like she just generally was like in deep waters, like didn't know what to do. Yeah, I, I got to say, I absolutely love that part of Penny's character because it was just like, oh, God, we are doing this again. All right, <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. I'm not going to like it. I'm going to complain the entire time, but I'll do it. <laughs> She's a teenager. <laughs> it is what it is. One of the one of the hardest things I think about this <clears throat> this campaign for me, and it's my own it's my own undoing, is as Ben knows and as we've mentioned, I wrote such a big story, backstory for Artemis, and so many details were kind of set in stone and were far enough away back home or happened long enough long happened a long time ago, then nothing in the story was really going to touch it. And now we're at that point. So I'm very excited to get to that because I think the the answer to, to your question, Sam, of what are the moments that there was a shift in priorities or their character is coming up. I don't think we've really gotten to it for him. As I mentioned, like his still, his ideals are still the exact same as they were. He's just a little, if possible, more confident and a different kind even of confident. Even more confident. <laughs> even more, a larger head. Like there, there was, um, I think the like darkest moment was with Evenwood where it was the kind of confronting of, I'm not ready. I'm still hiding from Dagrin to finally coming to terms with kind of by force saying no you you have to take responsibility for this and he was okay nothing happened i think that's the closest we really got yeah i, I feel know. like artemis has kind of gone a little bit it's been like a little bit like this in a way mm -hmm. Because in the very beginning, like strictly speaking, after the uh, Bloodkeep whole arc, uh, 
there was a point where Artemis kind of berated Janara for killing that that elf, yeah, half elf, and then it went from that to Artemis okay with murdering people. He was he's still a little lost boy and yeah. doesn't realize he's a lost boy. Yeah. Um as a DM, the moment that I was like, yeah, something has to change is deep in arc one with how much uh ran like how much turn spinning of the wheels was happening back in arc one what do you mean that was perfection there were there were some there were some great there were some great episodes there was some great hijinks during that whole first arc um but i was like if every arc takes this long this is gonna this campaign is gonna take much longer than i thought it was going to when we first started, I thought this campaign would be 50 to 60 episodes. And we got to the end of arc one, and I was like, mm, don't think we're going to hit that 50 60 mark if all of them are this speed. So I did yeah. some behind the scenes sort of uh, uh, tweaking, both in terms of like how I constructed each arc and also how I approached your downtime activities. Um, and I think that really helped get the campaign back on the pace that I wanted it to be at. Um, and we finished at episode 54 was the last yeah. episode. So my early campaign prediction of how long it would take was on the nose. I think Sam can even vouch for me because I mentioned it to him uh, uh, one day early on. when, we were, yeah. when we were talking early on. Yeah. I think super curious if when whatever i'll say it you know season three campaign two when we all play new characters yeah um i'd be curious if we've run into a similar pacing issue yeah just i wonder if it's a learning learning our own characters yeah and seeing what happens totally possible season three i'm playing brian (laughs) (laughs) no i'm playing brian we um, all are playing Brian. <laughs> We're all trying to Ben will kill us to Rask episode <laughs> one. Yeah. Uh, did Janara or Nyx have turning points? I feel like, I think I even said this at the last time we sat down. When I first made my character, I sort of envisioned myself as a little bit more of a party girl. Sort of like the Dean Winchester of like, I can do a shot and then still be able to punch someone easily in the face, but... I'm just kind of drunk the whole time and not really caring about, you know, myself in a way. And very quickly, I just sort of realized that it just wasn't going to work if I'm in a whole party because I have other people to look out for. And um, Nora quickly realized, oh, no, I'm the mom. I'm the mom mom of these clowns. (laughs) I don't think I... I don't know if I there was even a moment where I was like I can't do this anymore, but I think it just sort of naturally just shifted. Yeah. Um. But yeah, definitely not the Dean Winchester I originally thought I was going to be. <laughs> Next time. Next time. 
when you guys are all having your existential crises and Nix is just like, all right, guys, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's um, is new mom. Yep. I think for Nix, the like switch wasn't so much with the group. Nix was just kind of always like, actually, well, no, at the beginning, Nix was very much like, these people are going to help me get this debt that I owe paid off. Uh, and then, I don't know, they seem fun, but like, they're all doing their own thing. I have my stuff that they're not directly involved in. So like, if they need me, I guess I'll go. Um, and then just kind of naturally, the more time that Nick spent with the people around her, she got closer to them. Um, but I don't think there was ever like a, a switch. It was just kind of like, well, these guys are my friends. Cool. Um, but I will say that when Glim got kidnapped and in trouble with whatever his face was, that was kind of a switch for Nyx in terms of her family. Because she's always been pretty, like, relying on her parents for a while. Um, like, they were the ones that would help her when she got into trouble with the law. Um, and her her sisters have always been supportive of her, but she had got, Nyx got to the stage where, like, she was defeating bad guys, and then her family needed those skills that she had developed, and so then she kind of then started to see herself as the physical protector of her family rather than just the protector of their political rights. The Environmental Protection Agency. I love that. <laughs> that that whole mini arc was really fun too. Like to have, I don't know. I loved that fight though. That was really really fun, especially playing as a yeah. a paladin. Yeah, obliterated <laughs> just... that manticore. Oh, so fun. Um, great. Uh, for our first fan submitted question, this comes from Katie. Uh, fans. Wild. Uh, uh, <laughs> Katie asks, "Smash or pass? All the villains? Mm. All the villains? Like the big six? Are we the, including the... Octavia's mom? Uh, she'll we'll say she's on. got it going on. There we go. We'll say the big six. Um, we'll, let's throw Octavia's mom in there, and then also Vinny and Lance Margister." Nice. All right, nice. list them. Yeah, we'll give okay, everyone we'll, will give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, first is Ovina Bloodkeep. Smash. Smash. Oh, this is hard. Yeah, sure, I'll give her a shot. Okay. Okay, great. Um, Wait, as characters or us? Yeah, that's actually quick good clarification because Bowman's out. Us. Us. Yeah. Us. Okay. As human people. Yeah, sure. Give him a shot. Sure. As uh, human people. As human people. Uh, <laughs> which we are. Which you are. Yes, we are all. Um, okay, Diero Maravaldi. That guy's crazy. Mm. Uh, too, got, he got the money, but too crazy. Too culty. Too, 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 too culty. He yeah. takes kinky too far. Yeah. He does. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a labyrinth in his basement. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Theola Mistraleth. 
gonna say she's oh wait she's no no i just thought it's the, the corporate <laughs> i i think i, I know venus too, corporate too anti-environment yeah no. too anti-environment also, that's the deal breaker that's important for you i also that imagined is very her older to me. which is fine but yeah. i mean she's a she was an elf so yeah no, like no. um okay uh let's do uh lance margister next We'll give it a I'm shot. Gonna, I'm gonna do like a like a like just sideways. If you were drunk, yeah. we'll give it yeah. a shot. <laughs> like Yeah. Um Vinny. No. Are you kidding? <laughs> Vinny. This is Smash. I nice. think he's very interesting. I mean, you're like, you're <laughs> I, I honestly speaking, I think Vinny was such a good character. He was. He was. Fair? No. Uh, Felosio, Octavia's mom. Thank right? God, Kira's not here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Um, Black Sapphira, Aranea. <laughs> I mean, I'm not proud. No, of it. there's too many, too many tadpoles. <laughs> 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 um. Okay. Uh, Fear Kindler. Only in the dragon board. That confidence is gonna do wonders. If you have seen our Smash the Pass video, uh, video, uh, you will know that I smashed the red dragon. So that's that's true. That is true. Um, did I miss any of the main villains? Oh, I missed Thomas Evenwood. Thomas Evenwood. It's the accent for me. Yeah, the the. Mm -mm. It's hard. Sure, that's fair. All <laughs> right. You didn't smash or pass any of them. Okay. You did wow. a couple at the beginning. Wow. Uh, Ovina. Just I'll list say... out the ones that you would smash. And then... Okay. Yeah. Ovina, Theala Mistralith, probably Lance Margister. He, he could get it. Um, uh, when I think Lance Margister, I think of the prince from Shrek 2. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, uh, for some, that's great, not for me, but Felocial and the Black Staff, the original Black Staff, but also Amos. Um, <laughs> he's not a villain, but also Amos. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. It's so um, interesting you picture fucking Prince Charming. I don't know I why. I thought of him as I kind of like I picture the six-fingered man from The Princess Bride. <laughs> oh my god, that's exactly who I picture too. Okay. All right. I thought of him as like dumb pretty boy. Six-fingered right. man Princess Bride. The thing is, he wasn't dumb. Like, he actually had a yeah. whole plan. What was it? His plan or was it Vinny's plan? It was... Why it was it, from what? From what? Well, at least well, I mean, I it was gathered. the devil's plan, right? Yeah, that's true. More it was the devil, I say. The devil. Wait. Oh, we didn't do the devil. Hold on. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> kill the devil. devil in its own realm. No, no. that's true. The devil's still alive. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Fucking hell. <laughs> I think he'd come out. I was saying about that also. We have two dragons and a devil pissed off at us. Mm -hmm. I don't think the devil cares that much. Oh, speaking <laughs> of 
I mean, I did stun him. True. Artie, I have a question. Uh-oh. Or I have a question about Artie. I was, like, positive that you were going to do the classic bard thing when we were fighting Fear Kindler's daughter and try to seduce the dragon. Why did that not cross Artie's mind? <laughs> um, or to be... It? It, it kind of did. It wasn't a seduction thing, though. I tried stalling for time, and my my goal was, Artemis's goal was to try and weasel, I mean, at that point I had a, it was either, it's either plus 10 or plus 11 persuasion. I was going to try to get some sort of doubt into a dragon's mind to either give up information or just leave, or, I mean, perfect scenario would be turn on, turn on Fear Kindler, but that was the longest shot, right? Um, but I think the, I, I started something and the initiative started and I was like, well, okay, that tracks. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. There was, cause I, I remember, you know, you started to say something <laughs> and there was, I'll put it this way. There was very little Artemis could have said that would have even called for a role. Um, if that makes That's sense. Fair. Um, and even if you had said just the right thing, you probably would have need to needed to have rolled very well. Um, just the nature of her a dragon being a dragon and her being the daughter of a powerful ancient red dragon who would probably not have any qualms about um, eating me eating uh well or eating her <laughs> um if she disobeyed him that's true um, next time yeah <laughs> i'll get her next time who's asking the next question i have another one great this is all this is for the party and then ben i have a similar one but it doesn't it's a little bit different okay for the party if you are stranded on desert island hmm. A, a deserted island, sorry. Um, uh, and you had to pick three side characters that can't use their magic. Who would you pick to be with you on the deserted side island? Side characters, so now NPCs. For, yes. For Ben. Okay. Same question, but members of the party. <laughs> Ooh. So you're asking okay. if they can pick his three favorite kids? No. no. Not- no, nope, just this is on a deserted is island. Gives, utility. Who gives best advantage of survival? No magic. Yep. Hmm. Clearly, and Artemis. The part part of it, because like when you're on a deserted island, you definitely need somebody that can just keep you sane too. So if you're just like very interested and have a lot of chemistry with that character, sure, whatever, mm. that's fine too. Mm. Doesn't have to be purely for survival instincts. Let's say you have to survive a month. A two? Yeah. Three, right? I've got two as well. Okay. <laughs> I've got my three. <laughs> All right, that's you then. That's you. Okay, Rose Wilmington, just because she's been through a lot of shit, I think that she could carry a lot of the hard labor of it. And I think she's also, like, I think she could be good to talk to, like, right? Oh, yeah. Um, 
oh shoot oh brian because he's the muscle if there was like an animal attack or something i feel like he got he'd get me <laughs> and then um Artie's chef because i think he could make food <laughs> really well and he also seems like a really cool guy like when he you just try seems to fire kind. Him. <laughs> yeah those are my three the, his worst quality is he quit his job without warning so that he could become a millionaire like <laughs> and support his family mm -hmm. Okay, for the party members that I would take with me to the island. Um, oh wait, can I can I can I add something? You can add the last adventurers, except for Janara's dad and, it, and mom and dad. But you wouldn't want Janara's dad because he'd die anyway. I I I I you can't add more characters. I just figured out which three I was gonna bring. So uh, I'm gonna bring Bowman because he's strong as fuck. He is a former sailor. Like he, he has all the tools. That and he's we fine with just sitting in silence him. when you need it. That's mm -hmm. true. Um, I'm bringing Janara. I think once she sobered up uh, and got over the alcohol addiction, because I'm assuming there's no alcohol on the island. So after after probably a rough patch at the beginning, um, I think Janara would be very helpful as well she's very athletic um she's very dedicated to whatever cause uh she's very loyal uh, i think she'd be a great addition to the team and honestly for number three i am gonna pick octavia because octavia is smart as fuck um she has a maxed out intelligence score so if anybody could figure out a way to get us out of this deserted island situation it's octavia shout out to Artie nixon penny on the other island having a really good fucking time what <laughs> a great island <laughs> we're dying but we're having a great time we're going we're out with a party <laughs> the island is on fire and we love it surrounded by water still on fire yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyone else got some um, I'll go. Um, we've got Miss Goldilocks Wilmington because she's a fan favorite. She's my favorite. I absolutely adore her. I'm so glad she was one of the NPCs that Ben asked us all to be like, hey, come up with people you know. And I'm so glad that she turned out incredible. Um, uh, so Goldilocks, I can't abandon Danny. He, he's just there to try and please. He's willing to put up with so much shit and that's going to be really useful. Right. Um, and I mean, Tony Lux Wilmington could be some muscle. I'm going to pick Moki. Moki the bear. From the... <laughs> I've, I bonded real well with Moki. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. god. Great. Great. Uh, I'm going to say Joyce for like the muscle, oh. the no nonsense, just like this yeah. is what we need to do to figure this out. Um, I'm going to go with Octavia's friend Belle because I was just flipping through my notes and saw that they were a druid. And even though no magic, they'd still have 
knowledge Show no nature. of nature. Um, and then Amos, for very similar reasons to Ben choosing Octavia, because he's really fucking smart. Also has a max starting total yeah. score. <laughs> so. I think I would do Joyce for the same reasons mm-hmm. you would. And she's also a motherly figure to me, so I think she'd help keep me sane. <laughs> and then I think I would do Penny's two brothers because I feel like between <laughs> the four of us being athletic, we could just break all the trees to yeah. build some sort of boat to just get the F out of there. Just swim. Yeah. All the way yeah. Honestly, you, you could just throw the island to a new place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you take Sam? Oh, I would probably take. I, I think Joyce is a good, good, yeah. solid one. I think Joyce, with their knowledge of just survival skills alone, mm-hmm. probably good. Uh, Rose got a hand it to Bowman's adopted daughter. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely pick up some survival skills from him. Um, and I think honestly, just to hang out with Snack. <laughs> like Loki, what a snack, time. snack yeah. is my favorite character. Oh like, yeah! Like I think Loki, like probably my my favorite. Just like, well, I'm not gonna deal with your shit anymore. Character. The 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 scene where he went to Nick's and goes, "Do you have thieves' tools? <laughs> then just use thieves' tools." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. Great. Who wants to take the next question? I have one for Ben. Okay. You said you'd tell us after the campaign was over when we started being watched. So when did we start being watched? I'm glad you asked. Oh, that's right. I'm glad you specifically asked. Uh, It was the moment Penny was really obnoxious in the interview um, with the black staff. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. No, it was when the Blackstaff did her little press conference, um, and Penny, Penny went and asked some very pointed questions, um, and from that moment on, the Blackstaff was scrying on Penny once per day, and eventually found out about everybody else through that and then started rotating who she scried on so mm. she was able to get a really good read on who everybody was okay might be um it was around might that be. same time that Felosiel saw octavia for the first time but ironically enough that did not uh that was not part of getting the black staff to start spying on octavia because at the time the black staff didn't know who the hell Octavia was. Um, he saw somebody who looked like her agent and was like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, but didn't know what to do with that yet. She had, there were multiple possibilities of what it, it could have been. Um, and there were some there were some like details that Felocio managed to keep like extremely buried within her subconscious that the Black Staff couldn't access. So the Black Staff didn't actually know until later that Felocio had a daughter. 
out. What a what a win win for the black staff though. Just have a really annoying reporter, so you scry on her, and then you find out she's part of like an undercover group taking down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Who wants to ask the next question? Our other questions. Oh, I got one. Um, for either you as players or you as party members, you got any regrets from the campaign? Things you very much wish had done differently, had played out differently, or you had done differently. Kelly is nodding. I wish I had not gone through, gone through that gate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or at least I had been smarter and been like, okay, I should turn around now. Um, but yeah, it was amusing. So I don't really regret it that much. <laughs> I don't think Bowman has much regrets for what he did throughout the campaign. I think me as a player, I think I just, I wish I did. I Okay, this is general and for role-playing games. I wish I was better at uh, um, just role-playing in general, just being in that character. I have a hard time taking myself out from my own head. To be fair, I think you did a very good job with Bowman. Ah, thanks. Ah, shucks. I think Penny has a million regrets, but my one Zuzu regret is I love for Penny to be able to use more magic, but I always forget that that's like part of her. And I just lean so heavily on the fighter stuff because I obviously like have better stats in that, but I would really love like, I don't know, being more conscious about like her spells and being able to actually use magic. I always forget about it. I understand. I feel like I do a similar thing. I lean really heavily on my stunning strikes, which means I have to punch first and I can't do a spell. So I, there was one fight where I found out that I couldn't stun. I couldn't, I can't remember which fight that is off the top of my head, but I oh. almost got excited about that because I <laughs> couldn't do the thing and I had to do other things. I just need to remember to, mm -hmm. to do those things more. Yeah. My regret is that at the end of the first arc, Artemis did not release the troll. Oh my I said, god. I think I said it last time, our last discussion. I am so upset that like people would have died if the troll had been released. I wanted to fight that troll so badly. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just Nothing wanted to fight a troll a in a troll. like in a like business in a lobby. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, who else hasn't asked a question this this round? Kelly, I don't think you have. I I I have another question. Okay. Um oh you asked the first one this round. Yeah. Oh, wow. You can still ask your question. This is so long. You can still ago. ask your question. Um, what was everybody's role playing moment? 
or Oof. sea or something. Like our favorite? Yeah. On, all right, the two ends of the spectrum of like role-playing Artemis's wild and impulsive side versus my favorite. I, I cannot get over, I keep thinking about it though, because it was just a couple weeks ago, but just the brief conversation. Every every time that Bowman was like, Artemis, stop. Like, Bing. something along the lines of stop being stupid, or grow the fuck up, or you're, you're smart and talented, stop acting like an idiot. Just any of those, you know, wise dad moments <laughs> were just so very fun. Um, but the, like, Goodbye, Mr. Bowman. At the very end there, I'm I'm very glad that we did not end end on that. Because that was I need Artie needs Bowman in his life. And I need Bowman in my life. Um, but I had the most fun with the beach episode. Oh yeah. I think it was fairly obvious, but wow. That was just so much fun. Forcing everyone to go shopping. <laughs> Being a menace at the carnival. Yeah. Yeah. I think for Bowman, I think a, m- m- more the majority of the conversations Bowman had with Artemis, I think, I think Matt and I clicked our characters pretty early on and mm-hmm. just we just like we're gonna tug on people's heartstrings. <laughs> it's because we we were the two there for fucking rose wilmington yeah yeah that was the we comedy. saw the two sides of the coin yep uh th- i i think i think one of the most significant parts of bowman's arc was i think artemis and bowman were scouting out i think it was uh blood keith's uh and we we're on top of the building and there was a bit of conversation where Bowman admitted that he was from Cormier originally, and there was just a bit of a connection right there. Um, but I think my favorite to role play was anytime Bowman saw Nix's parents. Because <laughs> Bowman absolutely loves Nix's mom, thinks he's the nicest person in the whole world. And it's just kind of stuck with it. Giving Bowman a blackberry pie was the, the was the turning key in that one. Amazing. Nix's mom. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think my favorite episode was the ball at Herb Davis's. Uh, I really liked role playing that one yeah but in general i think my favorite the favorite moments i role play is when i'm about to do some like crazy athletic thing that i would never be able to do in real life like can i just hop this 20 foot fence yeah (laughs) roll for it and i always roll like way higher than i need to because my athletics is just super fun i enjoy that a lot conversations with penny honestly anytime anyone has a conversation with penny is just a highlight because who the fuck knows where that's gonna go (laughs) i did really enjoy trying to put money into (laughs) as she was wearing it that was that was (laughs) 
That went from zero to 10 real fast. I love any time when we would have discussions before big missions. Those were always my favorite moments because they would start usually pretty like, pretty like somber. Like we're like, okay, we have like a mission. We got to do this. Like there's some stuff that we got to get through and like freedom would come in and she'd talk to us, but then after, like freedom would leave. And then we'd have like a little part where we'd all just completely go off the rails for like 10 minutes straight. And those were some of my favorite things. I love the conversations, especially with the penny losing her house part was just like, say a little tidbit of like, well, I might be losing my house. But anyway, yes. let's go on to this thing. <laughs> but I pay no attention. All to of that. us have done that at one point. Like someone like all of a sudden would be like, yeah, it would be would have been great to grow up with a dad. And it's like, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me go back to that. That's <laughs> a great thing. Ben, how do you deal with a campaign party that just loves talking to each other? <laughs> Ask every DM ever. Um, <laughs> usually NPCs to get you back on track. There were there were plenty of times where you went off the rails while Freedom was still there. Yeah. And every once in a while, she'd be like, so the problem with that plan Oh my God, is... Freedom, you're still here. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Or Joyce was always in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah shout um, out to uh, the Darling Manor having a war room base of operations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, great. Uh, I'll, I have a question. Yeah, you have a. Um, I have a question for you, Ben. Okay. Uh, for. Those of us, including our viewers, who might not know anything about Ravenloft, I don't give any spoilers, but mm. can you just give sort of a brief synopsis of what we might expect at the start of the next season? Sure. So uh, Ravenloft uh, is a, in some editions of D&D, it's a full plane of existence, and in other editions, of, in the current edition of D&D, 5e, it is a demi-plane uh, attached to Shadowfell. But either way, it's its 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 own realm of existence that's made up of a bunch of pocket realities. And within each of these pocket realities is a different land that is uh, filled with some brand of dark fantasy or horror or thriller elements. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, the most famous realm of Ravenloft is uh, Barovia, where the first vampire uh, in D&D lore, Strahd von Zarevich, uh, lives in Castle Ravenloft, which is what the whole domain is named after. Uh, but there are lots of different realms of Ravenloft. Uh, there are many, many of them, and uh, they all have their own unique flavors, and they all loosely draw on either a genre or a specific story of um, these sorts of ideas, dark fantasy, horror, thriller, that sort of thing. Uh, there's a lot that are based off of classic Victorian um you know, gothic horror, uh, but there are a few related to different types of thriller or horror or dark fantasy stories. 
Um, so it is gonna be a little bit spookier uh, than this campaign. Uh, probably not, honestly, probably not that much spookier because I'm not 100% convinced in my ability to be um, terrifying. Um, Mirror Valley was pretty terrifying. Uh, I don't know, Ben. There was quite a few fights where my heart was literally racing. All right. Well, you know, there we go. Uh, but uh, it will certainly be a little bit darker in theme, and there will certainly be some of those classic uh, gothic horror type um, vibes that I'll be going for. So, uh, yeah. That's, that's Raven. That's Ravenloft, briefly. Uh, yeah. do you have do you have an idea on you said 50 60 episodes mm. um do you have an idea of the same length or have you set that yet or uh, i haven't gotten that out? i haven't gotten that far yet in my in my prep but we'll see you gotta get stay tuned first yeah. um, 60 episodes later yeah so uh let's go with another fan submitted question <gasps> we have two fans we have uh one. this one comes to us from yeah. will uh hot damn yeah yeah thanks will thanks. uh what's the most memorable moment for your character and why I think for Bowman, the most memorable and significant moment was probably when Rose Wilmington asked him to train her. Because at that point, I think Bowman was just like, yeah, I think I can like do some good, like work on something. Yeah. Most memorable for Penny is probably when she found out she was losing the house. Even more memorable than getting the house back, just because I think she didn't think that could ever legally happen, mm. and she didn't understand why it was happening. Most memorable for Janara, I think, is when I took... Uh, the construction worker who was under the influence of the mind flayer by myself to mm. this tower. Yeah. Because didn't Janara not know that everyone else was okay? Yeah, I had no right? idea. You knew, you knew there fighting. was still fighting going on. Yeah, you had to I, leave us. I left the fight and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we knew it was Octavia's mom yet. Octavia... But, did a real good job neutralizing yeah, her mom know. in that fight, yeah. which was yes. pretty clutch. Yeah. That could have that could have been very bad, but mm -hmm. memorable moment. I don't know. I think for Nix, it was we didn't like go into it that much. But the announcement that the Equal Rights, Equal Voting Rights Act had passed, like, I don't think Nix is going to forget that day for a long time. 
I don't know if it was just one moment. I think Artemis thinks of like this story as like maybe three or four different like memories he's actually going to remember. The first being having Rose Wilmington point a gun at his face. <laughs> because yeah. up till then it was just like, oh, these are just people. These are just people. And then we all kind of had to keep muddling through things together. Um, obviously when Dagrin showed up at his house, mm. that's, a, or the hotel, wherever. Hotel at the time, up. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he had to call in backup from, uh, Bowman and Janara. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I don't remember when Danny came into the picture, but I feel like that was a significant yeah. moment. How different would Artemis's life be without that incredible, incredible young man? That's that's true. When that's true. did Danny come into the first picture? time he came up? Something with a horse, I think. First time he came up was for the winter ball. Oh, um, okay. He yeah. Artemis was like, "I'm gonna rent a carriage," and I had to invent an NPC on the fly. <laughs> and I did not think he was going to be a very significant Crucial NPC. Character. Yes, Sam. Could, uh, okay, just a general thing, because you just said you didn't think it was going to be a significant PC. We have made almost every NPC <laughs> significant since you created. Yeah. yeah. We let no go. We let none I, go. Yeah. Who else? Uh, uh, did everybody say their most memorable moment? I think so. Okay. Ben, what about you? In most the campaign. memorable moment. In the campaign. God, that's you can pick two. Really hard. The okay. first two that come to mind when okay. you think back on your campaign. Okay, 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 okay. Um when you all showed up to on that on the rooftop to fight Fear Kindler, uh that was and the whole fight with Fear Kindler was very, very uh uh cool. Uh I stressed out um I had been stressing out for weeks on how the fuck I was going to balance an encounter between a level nine party and an ancient red dragon. And the fact that it worked out as perfectly as it did, it was long enough and tense enough that it felt satisfying. But it also wasn't like, you didn't all get murdered in the first round. Like, I am very proud of how that combat encounter came out <laughs> um we could have done it yes i think we could have done it because yes. he only had like a hundred or so hit points left he had about 150 hit points left so you could have done none it none of us in... had gone down yeah well it was none of no no death saves <laughs> right it was it was it was also a fact of being lucky on the breath uh recharge sure. as well um i think if i think if you had been hit with another breath weapon attack it probably would have been a lot more hairy um still possibly doable but um yeah so i'm really happy with that and so that was very memorable for me and then um i still i still can't help but think about the dinner between uh artemis and uh uh goldilocks rose wilmington um 
I, I think that was a really great uh, role-playing sequence. It did may have a note of Artemis was going to be growing um, and also really firmly established that Goldilocks Rose Wilmington was a character that y'all were invested in and seeing what was going to happen to her. And that was not necessarily the plan with her, you know, mm -hmm. I, I had like at the beginning, you know, I was like, oh, how funny would it be if Artemis had to confront her and confront maybe some of the mistakes that he made, but I didn't necessarily think that she was going to be as important as she ended up being. Um, and she ended up being one of my favorite NPCs um, to play. So, yeah. She's so good. Um, who wants to ask the next question? I got one. I think this is direct. This is specifically at uh, Artemis. Um, why soap? Why? Like, <laughs> like, why is that the thing that Artemis does? And also, why did it not really c come off until we were in our big dungeon crawl? <laughs> <laughs> in in my character sheet there is a I forget if it's lilac or lemon it might be both it was one of the first items I just added to his inventory I customized it a little bit I think it I think as a noble I might have to do some research but maybe as a noble um you get like in like your starting equipment or whatever you get a little thing of soap and I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweak this to for my little pampered summer boy. Um, my sweet summer child. <laughs> and then it just kind of devolved into another in setting up how ridiculous he was going to be. Just, oh yeah, he collects soaps. 100 percent That seems like a very dumb, very affluent thing that he's gonna care a lot about. And it was just what it's another one of those little quirks that like might come up, might not. And I think it accidentally, I forget how it did come up in the end. I think it was, was referenced it a couple two times. Truths and a lie? I did I use it in two truths and a lie. Yeah. Is it in two truths and a lie? And I used it in the, the bubble bath mm. or the, the jets, mm. the sauna or whatever. Yeah. With the world's best plushed bed. <laughs> we were in that tire for so long. Yep. So long. Yeah, there's there's no real reason. It was an, it was a stupid character quirk. Uh my next thing I want to follow up with, and, I, and this is more of an invitation to everybody. What is something that another character or another player character that look one little thing, they're just like, why that? <laughs> And what, what, what would that be? And who would it be? I got a follow-up one with, why was Nyx arrested in the first place Thank in the you. very beginning? I don't know if we ever found this out. No, I don't think she ever went into detail about it. Um, so she basically pulled like a Susan B. Anthony and attempted to vote, uh, and but couldn't vote, so she got arrested. Um, yeah, but she tried to make it sound a whole lot more. 
<laughs> yeah, this entire time I was thinking, oh yeah, she's a, like a, she's stolen all kinds of shit and she's <laughs> this master planner. We should really pay attention to what. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I think throughout the campaign, you can kind of figure out that she's not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was part of, it was an EPA event where a bunch of them tried to vote and then got arrested. And then the like rogue aspect of that was the whole like sneaking out with freedom part. Good old fashioned election fraud. Anyone else got one? Okay, I got a follow up one. I, I've been thinking about this. I got a lot of them. Um, okay. Well, why don't you just ask all just the go ones down your list? Opportunities. All right. D did Penny Presswell have a thing or has a thing for Octavia? I don't oh think God. so. I think I think Penny's one of those persons like it's like that classic like do you want to be her or do you want to be with her? And I think mm. Penny just wants to be Octavia. Like I okay. think that's kind of more so how it was like aspiring for that, but now I think she sees Octavia like less as like I mean she never saw her as a rival, but definitely someone to like strive to be. And I think she yeah. still thinks that, but more so as a friend now. I think they're a little more equal now that they've kind of like fought in the trenches together. Yeah, because there's definitely a handful of moments where like the like you like Penny literally said, You're so pretty, Octavia. That's so smart of you to do that. Just very complimentary of Yeah, and that's very true. I don't yeah. that's not a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably more so just Zuzu's brain, like mm. just like inserting itself for no so do so do I have a fo I actually have a follow up for that then is there anybody that Penny or anybody's character has a crush on if anybody who is who it's applicable for if Bowman were to have a crush on somebody it would probably be freedom no, I was shipping Freedom and Janara for a long time. Mm. Anyone else on that train? Really? Mm. Yeah, I was. Mm. I've been Clearly Janara was not. <laughs> well, she knew my parents, so I've been picturing her as like... Like an aunt? Like, like yeah, like around my parents. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> when you became her number two, I was like... Yeah, for the two right whole weeks. Woman? Hey! <laughs> Let me make my own fan and ships about our own. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. I mean, if Bowman had bit, Artemis would have kept going. But it was very clear that, that was a hell. But at the same time, if anyone bites, Artemis will keep going. So, sure. sure. Just ask Herb Davis. Just ask Herb Herbie. Davis. Is Herbie the last? It, that was a, like, I made a, I did make a, like, a conscious choice. I didn't want to just play the horny bard. Yeah. Like, I wanted to play the horny bard, right? Right. Because, but not just the horny bard. Because it, it was just, it was fitting, but I needed some other spice to it. Yeah. And so, like, the possibility is always there. When we went to the island, the thing we did not role play is he 100%, he was late because he went to the whorehouses. <laughs> Sure. sure. Like I've, it, it snuck in there a little bit. 
yeah. film, go back and watch. Um, but yeah, it's it's there. It's just not the thing we're focusing on for our story. Sure. sure. But he's still stupid. Sure. Sure. Everyone's too traumatized to think about that stuff. Except for Artie. Except That's more Artie, coping mechanism. Who deals with his trauma by... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. He's a trauma banger. Sam, do you want to keep going down your list of uh, questions for everybody? Mm, okay, so I got Artemis. I got Octavia's not here, so I here. won't. What ask would you my ask? I would just. It's Octavia was a character. Is a character that just in just like had. I don't know. Like, it seemed like she had a lot of interests, but no interest at the same time. Hmm. It's that expert thing. It's being so smart. Yeah. She just knows everything already. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would probably ask, like, you know, what is something Octavia does for fun? Oh, yeah. What is something? To, I mean, to, photography. To be, to be fair, of everybody in the party, Octavia had perhaps the most traumatic link to the main <laughs> events of the campaign. A hundred percent. Not wrong. Um, I don't have a lot of questions for Janara because behind the veil, if you didn't know, we live together. <laughs> what? what? Wow. We're married, I, everybody. I thought your dogs I, were just very well synced up. <laughs> You're married? I am shocked and astounded. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you remember when Kelly didn't hear her turn in initiative? And even I do talk about our characters quite a bit. So. Cheating. I don't know secrets though. Yeah. I still don't know. Which, this is an story. open invitation. If you have questions about Bowman, you can ask. I mean, we we got another little. I mean, once we knew his real name, which I don't remember, but it's written down in my book over there. Wow, thanks. I have the first thing that came to mind was Sam. All right. I will say, like, I just I just looked at the setup on like on YouTube, uh, and Sam is gonna like jump and then come in from yeah i hate that they're on opposite sides i don't like that are we gonna mix it up for campaign two uh that's a great question i don't know uh the reason you all are in the layout and the order you're in the layout is because that was the order your characters were introduced oh right yeah oh that's interesting (gasps) that's a question Mm. i have a question okay from episode one and the final episode yeah. The mustachioed asshole. Yeah. The man that I named my mortal enemy and then I was yeah. too flustered to think of anything good. Why was he why was he captured? What was his deal? Was he a traitor? Yeah. Did he deserve to die? Um so he yeah, he worked for the government. He was a low-level government employee. Um and he was working for the government and then around the time um Maravaldi um, around the time Maravaldi was found out for all the demon stuff and died. Um, so around the time the transition between him and Fear Kindler is being in charge of the bank happens, uh, there was an opening for, you know, a, basically a, um, financial 
somebody in the finance department, essentially. And he applied for it and he, he got the position and there was actually no funny business in him getting the position. He genuinely applied. He genuinely got it. He is an unpleasant person, um, but uh, he got the job through legitimate means. And then when he found in some of the bookkeeping stuff he was doing discrepancies, he brought it to his, to Fear Kindler, like genuinely, because he thought that maybe like the boss of the finance department was the one who was moving money around. And so he went around his direct supervisor and went to the CEO, Fear Kendler, because he, number one, thought that it was his direct supervisor that was doing the funny business. And number two, thought it would be a good way to get a leg up and, you know, maybe rise to the ranks. And it did not work out well for him. Um, but no, I mean, he was an unpleasant guy, but he didn't, he wasn't actually any sort of threat or anything like that. He was just a not so nice person uh, who ended up in a shitty situation. And it was a, I will paint a little peek behind the screen. It was a last minute, like I didn't decide in the moment, but I decided like the day before that that person could be that person that Artemis ran into way back in the beginning of the campaign because I realized I hadn't done anything with him yet. I'm like, well, that'd be a fun little thing to throw in here at the end, tie it all together. It threw me off. So a lot. Um, yeah, that was his deal. Um, I have a question for Matt, like by the way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You said that you had a moment, something Penny did that solidified you were going to play pranks on her for the rest of the campaign. <laughs> can you tell me that now or can I not know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I have to I kind of remember know. it because uh, it kind of morphed. It basically, <laughs> it basically became, so you remember Artemis's whole mantra is deal with trauma and stress through entertainment and comedy. So it was on one hand, he's a little prankster, he's a little jokester who, who, who doesn't quite understand that sometimes his jokes can really hurt people. Um, so he's going to poke at, at Penny, who just seems so, I mean, pokeable. Um, like such a short fuse, so easy to make jokes um, about at the expense of. But at the same time, once they're like weird friendship sort of developed, it was a conscious effort on, on his, like, mantra of being like, oh, this is how I help people. I help them ignore and forget about. It doesn't work. Let me, let me endorse this, or not endorse this now. It's not healthy. But to <laughs> him, that's how you get through pain and trauma, is to poke at people. Um, I don't necessarily remember a particular moment. I loved the when it was Penny and Artemis outside right before the zombies. Yeah, we had no I forget idea what, what the on. conversation was, <laughs> but it was, I think that was the first, like, we should go camping. I remember we picked up and you were like, yeah, and when we were nine, Dagrins. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, Dagrin pushed just, me out of a canoe and tried to drown me. Yeah, 
It's What's like a headcanon that when uh, Penny was living at Artemis's house, every night he'd come to her room and he'd be like, I just want to talk about something and just trauma dump for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It's, it's like in, I just rewatched uh, Princess Bride, which is why it's like, good night, Wesley. See you in the morning if I don't kill you or whatever it is that the vampire Robert says. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Was the zombie episode where Artemis turned to Penny and says, don't try to fall in love with me. Don't you dare fall in love with me, Penny Prescott. That was yeah. the episode. <laughs> yeah, that was so the episode. Good. So good. good stuff. Um, what a weird little friendship they have. Gorgeous. Is it a friendship? It we don't know. Maybe it's not. No one knows. Maybe. Maybe Penny and Artemis finally will get together. One of these days. One of these I days. Think, I think it, it won't work together. for many reasons. <laughs> I think in a very weird way, the Artemis Penny friendship is one of the stronger friendships in the party, <laughs> which is very funny because they're so antagonistic to each other. But they are antagonistic to each other in the way that you know, you know that deep down they do care yeah. about each it's, other. It's sibling. It is, rivalry. but like a healthy sibling, really. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Um, Okay, uh, how about another quick uh, fan question from Katie? Yeah. Three fans. Uh, Not two. Uh, still Katie. A second Katie. Go on, no, it's go another on. Katie. Second. It's another Katie. It's, it's, a, it's a different Katie. Um, <laughs> top, wow. What's everybody's top three NPCs? Rose Wilmington. Okay. <gasps> That's two. One more. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think Rose Wilmington, Danny, just because they're so near and dear to my little heart. Sure. Um, and, oh, I just had it. S snack is, Snack might be on the list. Do those, as people say things, I will remember. Sure. Freedom's up there for me. Top NPCs, uh, Rose Wilmington, top, Freedom, and then probably Danny. Hmm. Just because of the sheer amount of antics and how he's just down to Abused? do whatever. <laughs> he just goes, I, okay, I, fine, I guess. but <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I would say if we have more. There. Sorry. Joyce is also up there for me. Mm. If we had more time with them, I think Gamma could be so fascinating. Yeah. yeah. There is a part of me that was wondering if Gamma would somehow come with us. Mm. Once we kind of, we were talking about, all right, well, this next season, we're all on board to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're, it's going to do this. Um, I was like, I would kind of, there's part of me that's curious if he comes along. That way if one of us dies, somebody just starts playing a Warforged. Yeah. Um, I guess that'll depend on how y'all want to approach uh, the next season when it comes time. But, yeah. Uh, um, and who deep. are your top three favorite to play? I think my favorite to play, my top three favorite NPCs to play were 
probably I freedom. I I always love playing the quest giver um, NPC. I I have in more than one campaign introduced a character that's more or less the party's handler. Um, and uh, I do always like that sort of character. Um, so freedom, um, freedom, Rose Wilmington. I was so pleasantly surprised with how things went with her. And honestly, Amos, I really liked, uh, I really liked being Amos. Um, the ones that I came up with, because of course I really like Joyce and I really like Sanctuary, mm -hmm. probably Lashana. I actually think she's the one I had the crush on. Freedom. Oh, yeah. Um, and Rose. I really liked Rose. Yeah. So uh, we definitely need Rose Wilmington in season two is what I'm hearing from this entirety of this conversation. Well, she's in Candlekeep, right? Yeah. She's looking for a book right now. She's looking for a book. Maybe her book is in... Nerd. <laughs> Excuse me. Books are for nerds. I think I have one last question on my list. Okay. And this is for the group. What is a character... What is a player character that your character it's a little bit afraid of. <laughs> like I of think, our party? Yeah. I think Nyx is honestly scared of all of you. Um, just because <laughs> healthy. she does not know where the fuck Artemis is gonna go next. Like, he is just kind of her wild card. She's like, as long as he's not mad at me we're, we're good he could do something and as long as it doesn't hit me it's fine but uh bowman you're humongous and nix is terrified that you're gonna squash or something <laughs> um octavia is just way too smart um and could become an evil genius nix doesn't know janara punched the living daylights out of her and Penny has a ginormous lightning gun now, um, and that is fucking terrifying. So, yeah, Nyx is scared of all of you. Good to know. <laughs> so, in season two, we get advantage on uh, intimidation <laughs> checks so against Nyx. Yeah, if you try to intimidate Nyx, she will, she will be intimidated. I, funny enough, don't think Penny's really scared of anyone in the group anymore. But I do think she worries about Octavia and, like, is a little afraid of her power, especially seeing the ending of, you know, her taking the dragon staff and getting that figured out. And then also very, I'm like, Penny's, like, subtly concerned about starting over the Watchful Order, even if it is, like, in Octavia and Philothiel and, like, Amos's hands, like, I think that she doesn't think there's a world will that will ever be good. And I think she's nervous about that kind of corruption of power. But, well, that's my answer. That's, that's very fair. Yeah. I um, agree with all of that. 
Yeah. Especially seeing wizards yeah. taking control of things mm -hmm. they shouldn't be taking control of. And there, there is, there is a very, like, very specifically the way I, like, approached what replaced the Watch for Order was it was more of a kind of like a co-op mm. situation where any wizards, any mages that wanted to could buy into this, like, system and sort of just, like, kind of keep each other and everybody else intact so there still is a power structure but it's a lot more decentralized um but that doesn't mean that somebody couldn't take advantage of it mm. um yeah who's bowman most afraid of oh penny pressful <laughs> well legitimately he like, blew that one guy's head up yeah that was a really not great bird <laughs> well, like legitimately i think penny Pressful is a non-magic user who can deal a lot of damage just from the sheer tools that she is using and that but with a gun what with a gun no no and, what i'm saying is she's good with a gun which yeah. is terrifying <laughs> And Bowman, this is not something we haven't ever dealt with, delved into. Like Bowman is, I think, has a little bit of PTSD, which I don't know. We, we don't we don't have to talk about that. Uh, a little bit, uh, just, a, just, a, just a smidgen. Uh, we don't have time to unpack all of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from like the very like last last battle of you know the the war of the purple dragon uh, and like specifically remembers just gunfire just obliterating his whole fleet um and it, he just and he it very it, he just knows that penny Presswell could easily snap and kill him if he needed if the, she needed to and he thinks that penny Presswell is the only person that could do that In a similar vein, I think Artemis still, and got a bit of a taste of it, he's always going to be a little scared of Bowman. Um, but which is kind of half the reason why he said, Bowman, you have to stop me from killing someone. Whatever happens, because he knows he's the one that can. I think he thinks he could get around everyone else if he wanted I have to think of well it's artemis he thinks he can get around everyone else <laughs> sure <laughs> um i'll throw in another uh, uh fan question from will um nice. i know uh i'm i'm combining i'm combining uh, i'm combining two questions and i'm gonna ask it as um an and or type question so if you could add another party member, what would you be looking for? And or what's one item that the party would be better for having? You mean like party member like class or like character wise? Class or and it doesn't specify, so I'll say either way. Mm. We need someone who is just focused on healing us. We could use a cleric, like a like a healing cleric, not yeah. a damage dealing cleric. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like we do a lot. We do good on like 
damage and strategy, I feel like we got that down for, you know, for, at least for the most part, when we have enough time to talk about it. Um, but I feel like healing us afterwards is usually what, what will bite us in the butt. Yeah, I usually don't want to use up my spell slots. I'm greedy. Heal people that yeah, Artemis has a lot of like battlefield control and general utility spells. Yeah. 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 Bowman and Janara are just really good heavy hitters. But as, close, as does, close range. Yeah. I think Octavia has a lot of utility as well as like mm. the big fireballs, the big. Right. Right. Like the wizard classics, but a lot of utility in there as well. Yeah. Uh, as a quick sidebar, the amount that you all can just reverse D20 rolls is frankly ridiculous. Um, I... Between luck, chronal shift, now Nyx has a thing she can do. Silvery, you have silvery barbs? Oh, silvery right. barbs. Yeah. Um, that was really clutch. Silvery barbs. I have. You can do. Artemis can decrease rolls with cutting words or buff rolls with bardic inspiration. Like there's just an insane amount of tweaking these D20 rolls that you got yeah, that you all that's can do. How we have survived. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's our our, our party strategy strength. is is get Bowman in there, Janara to get like to get things in a in a good shape, stun, mm-hmm. and then do a little chip damage, chip damage, chip damage. Bowman comes in and smashes the shit out of things. Nice. And the rest of us are just keep pivoting until like everyone can just descend. Yeah. You go, okay, we're done now. Yeah. yeah. Um but anyway, so uh uh what about like yeah, any character, any other thoughts on a character the party would be useful or an item of some some sort that would be useful for the party. I want a talking head that tells us 75% of the time what the correct decision is. So you want you want Mim- a divination wizard? You want you want Mimir from God of War 2018? <laughs> That's exactly what I want. Because just think about how much time we would save if we had just no one saying, okay, go that way. Maybe. By the Again, way, a cleric would find the path. Well, there you go. By the way, for those of you at home, I know we're not a video game channel, but God, if you can play God of War 2018, you gotta play God of War 2018. It's a pretty good game. It's a very good game. It's a pretty good game. Uh, anyway. I think... For our for the campaign that we were in, not having any nature based, whether that be druid or ranger, mm-hmm. or or like any subclasses that were yeah. nature based, it made sense. Yeah. I'm curious how that bites us moving forward. Yeah. Not in a city all the time. That I'm really curious about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Because who the hell in our party is profici- proficient with nature or medicine? Or survival. Uh, I think Bowman has pretty high I think I have survival. survival. Anybody with a decent wisdom score should have an okay survival. Check. Why is my wisdom minus one, by the way? That, that, is, like that is one of my absolute favorite things you mention every time a wisdom <laughs> save comes up. Where you go, wait, when did... 
I feel so like that's funny. something that I accidentally did. Like, I feel like my wisdom used to be better. No, I think you just, that was your dump stat. Um, and it does make sense for Penny Presswell, to be fair, because she is a little naive. Um, <laughs> I'm so sad about it. Bowman has a, Bowman, a naive. Bowman has a plus seven to survival, but a zero for nature. Yeah, I have minus one for nature. I have plus two. Yeah, nature is int-based, which is very unfortunate for druids who are supposed yeah. to be good at nature things, but their spellcasting stat is wisdom, so they don't really need int for anything, so they'll often dump int, but then it means that for some reason a druid is bad at nature checks, which <laughs> is... Identifying which plants are which. Which is, like, one of those weird things. I don't you know, theoretically, one solution could be make nature wisdom based, but there is a good argument for why yeah. nature is right. intelligence based. So, mm. yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, yeah, great. Um, anybody else have a question they want to ask? I've got more fan submitted questions as well. <gasps> well, the fans, the fans, the absolutely. Fans. Oh my God, okay. why were we talking at okay. all? Let's Fair enough. Why fair are we enough. Talking at all? <laughs> fair enough. Um, from Katie, did anyone have to make a choice for their character, aka a choice their character made that they didn't personally agree with? So, did your characters make any choices that you, as a player, didn't agree with? Oh yeah. Uh, definitely donating the money to have the, uh, the community center in Little Cormier. Like, me, Sam, as a player, like, I was like, oh, God, I could buy so much stuff with that money. I could buy a nice boat for Bowman, but no, no, Bowman had to do that. Fair I mean, your boat is pretty nice, though. Now It's it nice now. <laughs> I think anytime Penny opens her mouth, I disagree. <laughs> what she's saying? <laughs> I really do believe that. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I feel like as I'm talking, I'm like, stop, stop. You're making it worse. But I don't know. It just like it is what it is. <laughs> it's so good though. <laughs> also, anytime I feel like I don't know. I feel like if Penny would shoot or kill someone unnecessarily i'm like oh you don't have to go there but like it's just like something i feel like she did like especially when she shot that guy in the face and also when she shot that guy's foot who was the guy that we were talking to and we packed his bags to go oh. somewhere who was that oh my god we did i know it's somebody was just really working on the fucking train yeah oh shit i forgot about that yeah we like incapacitated him Fuck. Um, that was too far. Anybody else have any for that one, or shall I ask? Nothing's coming, nothing's coming to mind. Yeah. No regrets. <laughs> um, that's usually how I control Artemis's tendencies. Sure. Is my own personal. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, this one's from Will. Uh, for Penny. Six 
what was it like trying to hide your character's family problems from the rest of the party? I feel like it made a lot of sense for her character just because who she is as a person. But also it was like, it was kind of like putting a block up against her and the rest of the group and it made it much more difficult to connect with them. Sure. Especially for being early on. Like that was pretty early on. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say it was also really hard as players knowing that this was happening and then yeah. our characters didn't yeah. know, but we were like, I, I would definitely find myself trying to somehow help put money in my though. shoe. <laughs> Even though I didn't, like, Nix didn't know. I think happening. the money in the shoe thing that was, was after. like after I, I you knew, all yeah. knew that Penny needed money, oh, yeah, but like yeah. she wasn't being forthcoming with why. Yeah. I gotta say, one of the hardest things was when fucking nobody told Bowman and Artemis about Octavia's mom. <laughs> for like ten episodes. <laughs> and it kept coming up and we were like, what? And then Penny was like, oh no, I'm I gotta protect my gal pal. Yeah. You didn't hear anything. Well, because every time we brought it up, Octavia would like freeze. So it was like a, I feel like I was trying to like be like, we need to have a a whole committee meeting without Octavia here, and then it never happened. The amount of times that like something I started, Bowman said, "Oh yeah, that lady that uh, looks a lot like I gave her." Yeah, so yeah. long. Because Bowman, as a character, won't put the dot, connect the dots. That's not his job. <laughs> Whose job is it? His it, job is connect to heads. <laughs> it's Janara's job, or Nix's job, or Octavia's job. Yeah. Um, question from Katie. For me, uh, what real life people in history did I base some of the villains off of? Yeah, give us a history lesson. Uh, <laughs> yes, Sam. Who was uh, who was Brian based off of? No one. Brian is not based off of anyone. Um, you, Sam. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, so. Um, not every one of the main villains was based off of a specific person, but some of them were. So Thomas Evenwood, most obviously, was based off of Thomas Addison, um, and his rival was, uh, Nicole Aslett, it's Nikola Tesla. Um, so, yeah, that was one of the main villains, um... For Maravaldi, uh, Maravaldi, you know, he was a banking magnate, um, so he was, he wasn't specifically based off of anyone, uh, but, you know, there was maybe a little J.P. Morgan in there, um, uh, J.P. Morgan Spice, um, there were, uh, I'm, I mean, there was a whole slew of different, like, railroad tycoons, um, and Theala Mistralith was just vaguely based on the archetype of a railroad tycoon, um, but a woman, but a woman, um, who was also an elf, um, <laughs> 
all those elven railroad tycoons back in the day. Yeah, you know, the <laughs> the, the classics right there. Um, Honestly, it would have been more believable back then if it was an elf as a railroad tycoon than a woman. Well, a you know. Yeah, I hate to say it, but it's true. <laughs> you know, you know. Um, Fear Kindler was not based off of what? a historical of historical person. <laughs> what? Uh, based on the historical dragons throughout but, history. But I will say, I had like my what the initial thought that popped into my head that sparked this whole campaign was: What if a dragon was a capitalist? What if a dragon realized they could acquire much more wealth? through running a business, um, through capitalism. And I had this vision in my head of a dragon dropping down on the rooftop of their factory building um, to berate employees. And so I knew I wanted that to be, uh, you know, at the beginning of the campaign. And so uh, Fear Kindler as not just because he's a dragon, but just in general, is not based on anyone in particular, but is based on sort of the archetypical um, sort of, uh, uh, you know, late industrial revolution age um, capitalist tycoon. Um, has sort of his fingers in a bunch of different pots. You know, it's sort of that thing of like... Um, uh, he was going for a uh, horizontal monopoly as opposed to a vertical monopoly. Um, so, yeah. That's how you get got. That's how you get got. Yes, Sam. In season three is Fear Kindler, because he's obviously coming back, going to have like a lot of like ties in NFTs and Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> or is he going to be a Boss Tweed type character? Because we didn't have a Boss Tweed character. No. Mm. No. There were... There were, um, there was cut, cut content, uh, of, from the campaign. Deleted scenes? Um, <laughs> no, there, there, there could have been, there could have been, I didn't have a specific Boss Tweed-like character in mind, but I was thinking about, in the early stages of the campaign, I was thinking about a Boss Tweed um esque character incorporating a boss tweed esque character and then the other big thing that i cut was i cut a um potential arc against the directly against the actual like police of waterdeep um there was like, I got to the point where I had even like, I'd named the police chief and I like knew at least some vague ideas of his backstory. And so I had like, I was thinking about an arc of, or, or maybe not even an arc, but a conflict, you know, going into a big conflict against you all and the police chief. But as I was developing the campaign more, I realized that felt too similar to the Watchful Order stuff. Because um, the Watchful Order were, they were basically 
were a branch they of special were police. A, they were a special police force. And so it felt too samey to have you also go up against the the rest of the police force. Um, but I, you know, I still wanted to do you all versus law enforcement and the watch order was just more interesting. <laughs> um, have you, we did actually fight, if I remember correctly, Hathaway, who, uh, who we fought in the same fight that was in the Manticore, yes. was a corrupt police officer. No, but he was working with a corrupt police officer. Oh, so, right, right. but yes, there was, I mean, yes, the, this, in a, in a statement that surprises no one, the Waterdeep Police Department is very corrupt. Um, but that's not something that ended up being super relevant. And like I said, like very early on in the campaign, I made the decision that like, let's focus on the watch border uh, over the normal police. Um, okay. I've got, uh, I've got one from Will. Um, Eight fans. Uh, Will's Katie and Will. What? <laughs> we got a demographic. We do. What was the biggest plot twist for your characters um, or for you as the players? I think Moravaldi being a demon worshiper was like, like when we found that labyrinth under his house, I think Nick's was like, fuck. Moravaldi was a certain kind of something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't think any of us fully, like, we went in after Bloodkeith, we're like, oh, we're not going to waste our time yeah. this time. We're just right. going to charge in. And then we were like, oh, there's so much here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got, I got thrown by Dagrin's appearance. I didn't think we were ever mm -hmm. going to see him. I, I mentioned it last time. The entire backstory was made thinking they wouldn't come up whatsoever. It was just my own context for figuring out who Artemis was. The first time Penny saw Felociel in that building, that was pretty, that was pretty wild. Oh, yeah. But being described as someone that just looks like Octavia. I for sure thought that Octavia was evil. Are you serious? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? I thought people were being cloned or something. I don't know. I was like, oh, I don't know. Kira <laughs> and I had a whole secret plan behind the yeah. scenes. Yeah. I mean, the party and that would kind of be cool, though. It would be. It would be no one's allowed to defect in the second season. No one can defect in the second season. We're already too far in. <laughs> the bonds are made. Well, no. Um, I was early on, but when my parents and I reconciled, yeah, yeah, oh sweet, mm -hmm. it's a, it a good plot twist. Yeah, yeah, it's a good plot twist. Uh, I think as Bowman as a character, when he when we were at this very end, we were in Kirkindler's bank, and we found out that he let all the staff have the day off as a former employee of Kirkindler. <laughs> That was a thing. 
<laughs> he wanted them out of the way for his big plan. He didn't need oh. his employees seeing people moving explosives into a secret tunnel under his bank. <laughs> Honestly, that was a bit of a twist that we didn't like. There wasn't enough time to really delve into, and you kind of touched it in the the post story, being like, "Yeah, they found out a lot of explosives." Yeah, like to really unpack that and be like, and the fact that we were so damn close mm. to absolute midnight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> having those go off, like, yeah, if if you we were just all fucking around, if if you all had taken too long. Um, what would have happened is the explosive would have gone off before the vote on whether or not citizens would, all citizens would be allowed to vote. Um, the explosive would have gone off before that took place. And it would have been like basically a ring around the upper city would have just like massive explosions and destroyed like large swaths of the city. Um, so you did avert a much larger, much worse disaster, uh, because, you know, yes, the destruction of a whole ward of the city because of Fear Kindler's fire breath, yeah, that's bad, but, uh, it could have been much more widespread, so. You did good. You did yeah. good. Um, from Katie. If you were to swap characters with someone for one session, who would you want to be? Well, this is for our body swapping episode, yeah. right? Stay tuned and you'll find <laughs> <laughs> It's bold of you to think that if we do a body swapping episode, I'm letting you pick who you swap <laughs> with. Um, who would you swap everyone, Ben? I'm not telling you. There might there <laughs> might be a body swapping episode. I can't I spoil the surprise. Here's the thing. I would want to be in Penny Presswell's body so badly, but I do not want Penny Presswell in Artemis's body. <laughs> My first thing is, I, if there's a body switching episode, if Penny and Artie are not switched, it is a lost opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> it's disastrous. <laughs> Uh, I think it would be fun to play as a as a spellcaster. So switching with Octavia would be interesting. I think Nyx just wants to be tall, so she would want to. <laughs> also, if that doesn't happen during the body switching episode, it is a lost opportunity. The tall and the small. <laughs> Nyx becomes shorter. I mean, think about it, like. Tall, small, Artemis, Penny, Octavia, and Janara, spellcaster and fighter, like yeah. just mm. yeah. Probably there it is, Ben. Mm. Fun spells. I wouldn't mind being a wizard. I feel like that would be fun. Mm. Octavia gets split into three different people. <laughs> what a nightmare. Um, I'll ask, uh, I'll ask one more, uh, fan submitted question. This one's from Will. Um, if you could change your characters in any way, what changes would you make? I think I would change Bowman to be a little bit more kooky. Like, kind of dipping into the fact that he is 
over the hill. Like, it's mm. just, he is, like, he is old, and yeah. he is not expected to last too much longer. And I want him to say, just slowly get a little bit more, uh, a little more crazier, a little bit more reckless. <laughs> um, from like an actual like fighting standpoint, I'd love Penny to have better stats. Like, why did my stats suck? Who let me make a character? I <laughs> swear to God, I'm so bad at it. Every time we do a saving throw, I fail. Every time we have a check, I fail. Like, oh, that's not true. Your stats I don't know. aren't. Your stats aren't that bad. Look at my stats, boy. They are. I'm not pulling good. them up right now. They are either zero or negative one. That's not true. That's Dex and Con are great, but everything else is shit. Okay, well, yeah, but those are the two most important. Dex and for Cons Penny. are pretty good. Yeah, well. You've got a plus four in both Dex and Con and a plus two in intelligence. Yeah, but that doesn't seem to help me. Why do I be failing all these saving throws? You need to do a cloak of protection. I think I have that. Ooh. <laughs> you don't you don't have a single negative saving throw <laughs> modifier. All of your saving throw modifiers are well, your wisdom saving throw modifier is plus zero. But then charisma's plus one, int is plus three, dex is plus five, strength is plus four, and con is plus nine. But we never have con saving throws. Well, yeah, there's very little that triggers yeah. a con save. That's Anyways, one of the rare that's what I would change. Better stats. Buff my stats. Hashtag buff stats for Penny Presswell, 2023. <laughs> <Buff> <laughs> really long hashtag. Yeah, well, I'm not good with social media. I mean, I'm fairly happy with RMS. Yep. That's kind of the cop out. Sure. He's he's the utility belt. He's not great in anything except convincing people how fabulous he is. Easy. Um, but like I it's we keep running into instances where it would be nice to have one more like heavy damage dealer and he is not built to supply that. Sure. But I'm often enough in a situation where I'm like, "Oh, I could quickly get in and deal some damage." Yeah, but I know it would go poorly. But Fair so if anything, just a, a little more, a little more damage. Right. Um. Okay. Anybody else want to answer that one? I have something I would change, but you'll find out in season two. Okay. Ooh, there we I go. A little, oh, little spicy tease. Um. It's her hair color. I love that. Um, I I've left water deep. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Does anybody else have a question that they want to ask? My last question for everyone is what was your funniest moment from the campaign, either while we were playing or when we were not playing, i.e., the Zoom chat or that we use quite frequently? <laughs> Uh, the time we broke Ben. Yes! <laughs> Which time? <laughs> no, with the... With, with Brian. the person that Brian. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. 
He did get you then. Yeah, you got me pretty good with that one. I, I did enjoy. Crying. Oh no, go ahead. I I enjoyed. I wish we could have shared the full named collection of Artemis's CDs. Mm. <laughs> Do you want to share them now? There were some good ones. I don't. I made them up. The um. So it was shape Wait, of a bright on. shield card. I, I, oh, do you I have can, them? I can recover them. Oh, thank God. Uh, you just need to recover all of our Zoom chats. Recording. Wait, you can recover the Zoom chats? Does it record? Wait, it records the Zoom chats. Yes. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> you didn't know that? There's so I just, much bad stuff I just, yeah, the one I the don't usually, like, there's no good way to say, here's the Zoom chat in the video. Um. Which is Bat good. And also, out. some things should be private. Um, Matt just found yeah. out there's browser history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Incogn- okay. What does incognito mean? <laughs> um, so, Artemis's first record. Some strings attached. Uh, bright shields back. <laughs> high, high, high. Um... <laughs> What makes me beautiful? Uh, I'll make love with you. Um, keep playing, keep playing games with my heart. Story of my life with a Y. The remix. Um, it's just such a good song. Why change it? Why change it? Uh, hit me, Bowman, one more time. <laughs> the best one. Uh, I want to hear it so bad. Um, Artylicious. <laughs> uh, and then Penny Makes Me Ill. Um, and Shape of a Bright Shield Heart. Matt, can you give us a little bit of, a, of uh, Artylicious? Season two, baby. <laughs> <laughs> You think uh, these aren't going to be my Bard- Bardic Inspiration songs now? <laughs> there you go. Um, coming soon to iTunes. It's coming soon. <laughs> iTunes? Damn, <laughs> get Spotify. <laughs> love, at least get Apple Music, if that's your only option. <laughs> um, great. Um, okay. Uh, anybody else have a question they want to ask? Okay. Then I'll throw out the last question for the night, and then we'll call it an end. What was everybody's favorite story arc? Hmm. I Other... like the Blood Keith one, because that, I feel like, is when we figured out how this was going to go. Yeah. First real, uh, first real target. So, yeah. Mister Lith just seemed to have so many good hijinks, and there was also that's when we also I feel like started getting into the Felosial stuff mm-hmm. with sure. like the warehouses. Sure, a lot of good stuff. Yeah, there. yeah. It was the it was the two truths and a dare, or two truths and a lie that we like it played out and stretched out we learned a lot about each other during that time but also the hijinks were so stupid but we kept kind of moving forward yeah yeah 
I like the whole Velocio arc. To the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> that little that little background arc. Yeah, yeah the background yeah. arc. Yeah. Um I the thing is I got so many. Okay, it's like it's really hard. Like I really like all of the main villain arcs. Those are really fun. But I think my favorite arc. No, sorry, my dog does not appreciate me talking about this. Um, is uh, what will probably be the just the development of Artemis and Bowman's friendship. Mm-hmm. Just that whole Aww. weird loopy loop. <laughs> weird. Will they? Won't they? They won't. Should they? <laughs> no. 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 Um, great. Uh, my favorite was, uh, as I said before, was doing developing the uh, watchful order stuff in the background, and then the actual final, like actual real, you know, few episodes where that was your focus. Um, yeah, I had fun with that, but. Uh, I am, I really tried to make all of the arcs have a, at least somewhat of a different vibe, um, and so, uh, I don't know, I feel good about that, uh, I think it worked out. Um, Kelly? I, this is a very quick question. Okay. Did that forest ever get cut down no okay good no you went to the forest yeah i know but i wasn't sure if that was like still <laughs> it was in just the... nothing there when well, we went well, if it was it's a bunch still of in the works or if it was like oh. it officially ended once uh who was it mr left mm-hmm. that was uh it was Ed on Ed pause when you guys brought down mr lift but um even wood was the other one that was sort of focusing on it and you got even wood out of so another win for Moki. <laughs> that's true that's true hell yeah nature um great well with that we'll go ahead and end tonight's little uh, roundtable discussion thank you all uh so much so very much Is for sam playing and yes sam Where is he waving i have sorry about that i just have a question for the viewers if they oh. made it this far okay <laughs> From watching all of our, our episodes, as you most likely have, to their completion, who do you think has the most chaotic pets? <laughs> oh, that's true. There's this there's some uh, there, yeah. If you haven't been paying attention, or if you've only been listening to the podcast, you may not have seen some of the chaotic pet hijinks that have taken place over this campaign. So. Those of you who are watching on YouTube, or those of you who listen to, this, to the podcast and decide to go back and watch the YouTube videos, um, yeah, let us know who you think the most uh, chaotic pet is. I do agree with Zuzu that it's probably Ori. Um, Kira's cat. Close yes. Doors. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> well, with that, we will end it here. Thank you all so very much for playing this campaign it has been an absolute pleasure of mine to run it um i had a lot of fun with it i'm really looking forward to the next one and thank you everybody who watches our uh hijinks um like i said we're on pause with the main campaign but you should still expect to see some things on the youtube channel um over the coming weeks 
so between now and when we do our next campaign, you'll see new stuff and, you know, hopefully we can continue doing some fun side content once uh, the next main campaign starts up. But with all that being said, uh, every, hope everybody has a good night. Hope everyone has a good summer and we'll see you next time. Have a good night.